Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pilgrim Devotion. I am your host, Pastor Michael Howard, Senior Pastor of Seaford Baptist Church. This is a podcast for anyone inside or outside of Seaford Baptist Church who is living the pilgrim life, representing the kingdom of God in the kingdom of man. And I'm so glad that you are joining us. I hope that this is a blessed season of Advent for you. We're just a couple of weeks away from the big day as I record this. Uh, December 25th, I think, is like 12 days away. So it is, it's coming, it's coming up soon. It's upon us here. And I hope that's been a blessed season for you, your family, and your local church. Today, we are going to be talking about Christian nationalism. And considering the time of the year, I think I will actually name the episode Merry Christian Nationalism. It's very clever. I'm very proud of that. Uh, So that'll be the name of the episode. And the reason I want to talk about this, even though we just talked about it a couple of weeks ago with Kevin DeYoung and Doug Wilson and the Moscow Mood, the reason I want to bring it up again is not because of an article that's coming out of the church, but because of a documentary coming from the world. If you did not catch it last week, a trailer dropped for a new movie, a documentary called God and Country. It is being put out by Rob Reiner. If you don't know who Rob Reiner is, he was uh, Archie Bunker's liberal son-in-law, okay, Michael, if you you ever watched All in the Family? That's Rob Reiner. He's the actor there. And he's gone on to have a very, very successful career as a director. I mean, if you love, like, This is Spinal Tap, or if you love Stand By Me, or The Princess Bride, this is all Rob Reiner. If you love anything that Castle Rock Entertainment has put out, he co-founded the company. I mean, I'm not here to comment on the man's professional abilities. He has produced quite a bit of entertainment that most people listening to this podcast have probably enjoyed and partaken in, even if they didn't realize it. But he is putting out this documentary... And it's certainly not coming from a Christian perspective. He is not a Christian. He has said very clearly he's not a Christian. He actually tweeted on Christmas Day in 2019, I'm not a Christian. And he said, I try to live by the teachings of Jesus, but not a Christian. Now, what's confusing about that is if you go and look at his track record throughout his career, he has been a champion for a lot of liberal causes, and some of those causes are in direct opposition to the teachings of Jesus, like being supportive of, you know, abortion and and, and the pro-choice cause. That's something that he has been very vocal about. He uh, also is someone who would champion, like, LGBT... uh, values. Uh, he, he would champion, you know, affirming LGBTQ lifestyles. He is a guy that has really gone to bat for atheism to be counted as an official religion in this country. In fact, he was in the Bill Maher show back in 2012, and he, he said on the show that the, you know, the religious nuns that make up 17% of the population don't have representation. And he said, I include myself in that 17%. Uh, So he has, despite the fact that he says, I I try to live by the teachings of Jesus, he has done things and, and supported things that directly oppose the teachings of Christ in his career and on the public stage. And now he is the one coming out with this documentary, God and Country, and it's about Christian nationalism, which is picking up steam in terms of being a term that's being coined and used by the world, not just something we're talking about in the church. For example, also on The Bill Maher Show, uh, recently, James Carville, a guy who has been known as a democratic political strategist and someone who I think is taken seriously by a lot of people, 
as a political thinker and a political commentator, he got on the Bill Maher show and said that that Christian nationalism is the greatest threat to this country and that it's more dangerous than Al-Qaeda. I mean, that's pretty shocking stuff to hear coming out of his mouth on the Bill Maher show. And, and, and so this conversation's picking up steam. The world is starting to talk about this quite a bit, but how are they talking about it? And how does it change how we might talk about it in the church? That's what I really want to get at today. But first, I just want to play the trailer. You will hear in the trailer the voices of some Christians. There are some evangelicals who have, uh, who have lent their voices to the cause here. And they're on this documentary, and you're also going to uh, hear from some characters that are Christians, or at least maybe they think they're Christians. I mean, you're going to hear from Marjorie Green, who is a congresswoman out of Georgia. I think she represents the 14th district. You're going to, Alex Jones is in this thing, the conspiracy theorist guy, all right? He, he is in here, and they're kind of setting him up next to Marjorie Green. And, and then up next to Franklin Graham, and they're like, these are all Christian nationalists, and just kind of painting everybody with one brush. And so I have a concern as I am just even seeing this trailer that this thing is going to be a, a, a very kind of a sledgehammer hit job that has no nuance and is just going to come after anyone who... My fear is anyone who is, is not getting in line with secular humanism on some level. So let me just play the trailer. I'm going to kind of call out some names so you'll hear the voices, and I'll call out the names of who those voices are as we go through because some of them are really recognizable. Like some of the, the voices that they would say are Christian voices we want you to listen to would be like Russell Moore, who has uh, he, he's left the Southern Baptist Convention uh, a, a number of years ago, but used to be very prominent in Southern Baptist leadership, uh, head of the ERLC, the Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Kristen Dumay, who wrote uh, Jesus and John Wayne, she's on here. Uh, you hear from David French, who is a conservative uh, political commentator, but his conservatism has waned over the years. He, he's really anti-Trump, anti-MAGA, but would still call himself a conservative. But I think that in his attempt to combat the Make America Great Again mindset that he sees as a, as a real you know, problem in this country, he has actually started to maybe give ground on things he doesn't need to. That would just be my opinion, as I've read and listened to David French over the last few years. But he's in this thing, so a lot of voices in this thing. I'll try to call him out as we listen to him. But here is the trailer um, that I'm going to play for you. This is from the IGN Movie Trailers account on YouTube. America and Christianity are like baseball and apple pie and we celebrate them together. I was 16, 17 years old when I became a Christian. I'm an evangelical minister. I've been a Christian my whole That's life. Christian Demay. I'm a Christian nationalist. I have nothing to be Marjorie ashamed Green. of. Because that's what most Americans are. Is Christian nationalism Christian? Um, no, it isn't. We should be blazing forth as a countercultural example, and instead, we're leading it's the David charge French. of malice and division. Christian nationalism Russell Moore. uses Christianity as a means to an end, that end being some form of authoritarianism. Being a Christian is about the values of inclusion. Christian nationalism is certainly not based on the values of the gospel. 
God wants America to be saved. Franklin Graham. They're told over and over and over again that you're in danger. You need to fight if you don't want to lose your country. We are in a civil war between good and evil. This is not a movement about Christian values. This is about Christian power. What happens to the people who don't believe this stuff? We are on the precipice. God is on our side. Alex Jones. taking our nation back. The thing that keeps me up at night is that we lose democracy. Does that seem possible? Yes. Christianity at its best is committed to love and truth and justice. If we do this right, what a country we will be. All right. So there you go. That is the trailer for God and Country, the documentary that will come out in 2024. Like I said, a lot of voices on there, some being portrayed as positive, some being uh, portrayed as negative. Here's my concern. Like I said, I, I think that this looks to me like it's going to lack nuance because they seem to be lumping people in together. I mean, listen, Franklin Graham, say what you will about him. I would not put him in the same category, ballpark, or, you know, city, <laughs> maybe even not in the same country, as the InfoWars guy, Alex Jones. But they kind of set them up next to each other like they're both the same, right? Marjorie Green, who is a congresswoman, I, I'm not sure that she is the same as Franklin Graham either. But they're just kind of lumping them all in. Is this this is the new threat? This is the new evil here in the United States. Like when I think about Franklin Graham, is Franklin Graham a Christian nationalist? Well, I think think I think that Franklin Graham is carrying on the theopolitical preaching of his daddy. Okay, if you go back and listen to old Billy sermons, which I got love for Billy Graham, so this isn't me trying to, to bash Billy in any ways, but if you go back and listen to old Billy sermons, a lot of times when he talks politics, it's like communism's evil, and you better repent because it's a sign that Jesus is coming back soon, that communism is on the world stage uh, in the way that it is. And so communism's evil, repent because Jesus is going to come back soon. But if he doesn't come back soon, the way we fix this communism problem is American values, American leadership, and some good old capitalism. I mean, that is what I mean by theopolitical. That, that is the sort of preaching you would often hear from Billy. Well, Franklin's just doing the same thing, really. He's just, instead of communism, it's wokeism, right? Is he really a Christian nationalist, though? I mean, when I think of a Christian nationalist, I do think of Doug Wilson. I think of, uh, of Doug Wilson wanting to take over Moscow, right? Doug Wilson believing that if we take the law of the Mosaic Covenant and we apply it to civil government today, and, and civil government is not just taking direction from Christianity, but we are, are crafting the law of this country according to the law of Old Testament Israel. If we would do that, then righteousness would abound, and as righteousness abounds, then people will see that righteousness and they will repent. So let's just say, for example, we start putting rapists to death because we are implementing Old Testament law. 
Doug Wilson and others would say, well, then rape will stop. And when rape stops, there will be people in this nation who go, wow, the law of God just got rid of rape in this country. And so now people will start to repent of their sin because of the righteousness they are seeing uh, in, in the law you know, as it is, is being enacted in, in, the, in the nation and in the civil government, people will repent, and then you will see entire cultures and nations being transformed. And once that happens all over the world, well, then Jesus will come back because that will be, uh, you know, the, the millennial kingdom will be set up. That, that is what I would understand a true Christian nationalist to believe. Like, I, I would think that if you're truly a Christian nationalist, there would be some theonomy involved. Theonomy simply means uh, it, it, God's law, really. It's, it's putting together uh, the word for God and the word for law. So it's, it's, it's God's law. And those that are theonomists that want to see God's law implemented and, and, and applied to civil government today, and they believe that that will ultimately bring about the fulfillment of the Great Commission as soul by soul repents because they see the righteousness of the law and the knowledge of the Lord will cover the earth as, as the water covers the seas, uh, and then the Lord Jesus will return. This is what postmillennial theonomist folks believe. I, to me, that is true Christian nationalism, right? And yet... We got to be careful not to paint everybody with a broad brush, because at G3, the G3 conference earlier this year, Owen Strand preached, and Owen Strand said that James White was a Christian nationalist, and there was a panel discussion later on, and James White said, uh, Owen, I'm, I've never called myself a Christian nationalist. In fact, James White and Jeff Durbin, both, both are Baptist guys, post-millennial theonomist guys, and yet, you know, they're, they're, they are... They are students and disciples of Dr. Greg Bonson, who is, is kind of the poster child for post-millennial theonomy theology. Uh, they're Bonson boys, but they're like, we're not jealous for the term. Don't call us Christian nationalists. We don't want to be known as that. We didn't ask to be known as that. And so when Strand kind of had to walk it back and sheepishly apologize because he had applied a title to somebody when that person didn't ask for that title and is not going around saying that's what they are, while if you go and you were to talk to somebody like uh, Stephen Wolf and William Wolf, who are very popular on Christian Twitter, and, um, and you go to talk to Doug Wilson, guys like that, names like that, they, they would probably own the term Christian nationalism with no problem whatsoever, Whereas you have other guys who might get accused of being Christian nationalists who would say, yeah, that's not really the term I'm going to use for, for me, right? Uh, it's not a term I'm seeking to use. There's nuance that we need to have as we talk about this in the church. I would not look at Franklin Graham and say he's a Christian nationalist. I would say he's a dispensationalist who wants to see a high level of Christian influence in this country at all levels. You have also like amillennial and premillennial brothers and sisters who would represent maybe the views of Dr. Scott Annual in his book, two King, uh, Citizens and Exiles, which is about two kingdoms theology, which if you're at Seaford Baptist, uh, I preached through Romans 13 from a two kingdoms perspective this year. You can go and listen to that on our Spotify. And, you know, Annual, he's like, we don't need to be culture makers. That's not what we're called to do, but we do shape culture, right? We want to be culture shapers as Christians, but... The fulfillment of the Great Commission is, is not because the Great Commission is not going to be fulfilled through taking over 
countries and transforming countries and nations and taking thrones and, and all that. No, in fact, that is rejected by guys like Annual. That would be rejected by an amillennialist and a premillennialist, whatever flavor of premillennialism you subscribe to, because we read the Bible. I read the Bible as an amillennial guy, and I'm like, I don't think it talks about Jesus' return as this like gradual thing, that we're going to transform the world and it's going to get better, and then he's going to return. Instead, it seems like he's going to return as in the days of Noah, right? This is how the Bible explains it. This is how Jesus explains it. He'll return as in the days of Noah, and people will be going about their lives, and then he's going to return. It's going to be like a thief in the night for those that do not know him. And so, as I am... Uh, reading the Bible, I just can't get down with postmillennialism because I don't see it in the scriptures. There are aspects of postmillennialism I find attractive, the optimism of it, but I don't see it in the scriptures. And so would Rob Reiner, though, look at an amillennial who says, I don't think that we should have children participating in, you know, drag queen story hour or being twerked on by uh, a, a drag queen in, in a public park on a stage, right? I, I don't think that children should be involved in those sorts of scenes. Uh, I don't think that children should be taught LGBTQ affirming values in the public school system. Would I be looked at as a Christian nationalist because I believe that? Would Scott Annual, who's an actually, I'm not totally sure that Dr. Annual's amillennial, so let me not put that in his mouth. But would 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 he as a two kingdoms guy or David Van Drunen, very very popular author, uh, and his work on two kingdoms theology is really helpful. So would guys like that, if they say that we believe babies in the womb should have equal rights, would they be treated as Christian nationalist? Do you see what I'm saying? It's like if you don't get in line with the secular humanism thought process and worldview, are you going to get labeled this? If you don't play footsie with it on some level, are you going to get labeled with this? If you fully reject it and you say, I don't want anything to do with secular humanism and the exaltation of self that we're seeing in this culture and the sexualization of children that we're seeing in this culture and I fully reject this culture of death, you're going to get called a Christian nationalist? If you want to see Christians get elected into office because you believe that they will govern in uh, in a God-glorifying way and that they will bring Christian principles to their governing and that that is good because the Bible is filled with uh, the beautiful truth of the triune God, and if they are taking those principles, not necessarily talking about theonomy and applying Old Testament law, but they're just taking even the principles of just the gospel, of New Testament gospel, and they are trying to bring that to the public square. Are they a Christian nationalist? That's my question. If you're going to lump Franklin Graham in with Alex Jones, if you're going to use that broad of a brush, if you're going to swing that big of a sledgehammer and just break whatever gets in the way, then I, I am very uncomfortable with the direction of the documentary. I also, the Christians who participated in it, I probably wouldn't have. I, I, I'm kind of side-eyeing them right now going, what are you throwing your hat in with the world in order to have this discussion for? I'm not sure that this documentary is going to be helpful. In fact, it might be more confusing, and it might actually feed into a vitriol in the culture toward Christianity as all sorts of Christians start getting labeled Christian nationalists that are not Christian nationalists. I mean, you want to talk about federal vision and what Doug Wilson believes. You're talking about a guy who is going to argue, okay, that 
believers and non-believers are in the church together and that non-believers are even receiving some specific, you know, salvific benefits in the church. You just baptize all the babies, you know, don't worry about if they're elect, non-elect, just baptize them all. Later on, we'll figure out if they're elect and, and if they continue to the end, well, then they're elect. And they will be finally justified if they persevere to the end, and and, and, and they'll be finally justified and receive salvation. It, it's a the federal vision view of pedo baptism is a bit too works righteousness for me the way that it ultimately plays out. And and, and this is not all pedo baptists who believe the sort of things that federal vision guys believe. Federal vision guys, many of them will even argue for pedo communion and say that we ought to be giving communion to, to babies. To infants. Okay, so I mean, the federal vision stuff I think is pretty out there. I think that they say there's like light roast federal vision and dark roast federal vision, and the dark roast guys come pretty close to teaching baptismal regeneration. And because of this, there are the Orthodox Presbyterian Church in 2007, the PCA in 2009, the Reformed uh, Church in the USA in 2010, and the United Reformed Churches in North America. All of these denominations publicly rejected federal vision and said, no, if you're going to be a part of us, you're not going to believe this stuff. Doug Wilson is all about this stuff, this federal vision stuff. This is what he's teaching up in Moscow as he's trying to take over the town up there. Is he the same as James White, who is a Baptist but a post-mill theonomist? No, I don't think he is. Certainly not the same as Franklin Graham, who as far as I know would hold to dispensationalism. Certainly not the same as a, 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 an Aniolian, Amil, or pre-mill Two Kingdoms person, okay? Two Kingdoms believer. So we shouldn't lump them all in together. There should be a level of nuance in how we speak about these things in the church. I don't think that we're having the proper level of nuance. I think we're eager to slap the name Christian nationalism on people within the church. Now, outside of the church, they're also eager to do that, which only makes it's more important that we would talk with nuance inside the church and parse these things out and be really careful not just be calling people Christian nationalists when they very well may not be Christian nationalists. Maybe they just want to see more influence uh, in, in the nation from a Christian perspective. To, to really drive home just how convoluted I think this can get, Pew Research Center in October of 2022 put out some really good data about Americans and Christian nationalism. So this is only about a year ago. And as of a year ago, according to their study, only 60... Uh, well, well, first of all, let me back up. More than 4 in 10 Americans think the U.S. should be a Christian nation, according to the research they did. 60% of all U.S. adults thought that we started as a Christian nation. 33% think we are now a Christian nation. 45% think we should be a Christian nation. 45% of all U.S. adults, they say, think that this should be a Christian nation. It's kind of amazing, right? We say we live in a post-Christian culture, but maybe it's not as far gone as we think. I think, that the, I think the sand is pretty quickly falling out of the glass here, but it may not be as far gone as we think yet. Um, when they talked to just Protestants, 73% of them thought that the nation, uh, you know, the founders originally intended for us to be a Christian nation. 27% thought we are still a Christian nation. 68% thought we should be. Then you take that and you start looking at the political, uh, you know, the political lines that divide us up in this country. Republican-leaning 
people, 76% of them think we started as a Christian nation. Only 47% of Democratic-leaning people think we started as a Christian nation. 29% of Republicans think we are still a Christian nation. Interestingly enough, 39% of the Democratic-leaning people think that we are Christian nation. 67% of Republicans think we should be a Christian nation. Only 29% of Democratic-leaning people think that we should be. If you look at the age brackets, 65 and up, 63% of them believe this should be a Christian nation, but only 23% of 18 to 29-year-olds think it should be a Christian nation. Now, we start getting into what do we know as Americans about Christian nationalism. Probably hear some papers turning here. Well, upward of half of Americans are totally unfamiliar with the term. 45% of all U.S. adults have never even heard anything about Christian nationalism. When they, they talk to Christians, 41% of Protestants had even read or heard anything. Only 4% of Protestants said, I know what it is and I know a great deal about it. 58% of Protestants said, I don't know anything about it at all. They talked to Republican-leaning people. 37% of them have not read anything about it, have not really heard anything uh, about it. 55% of Democrats said that they had not. So that's pretty staggering that most Americans, even most Christians, don't know what they're talking about when it comes to Christian nationalism. And what that tells me is that there's this giant vacuum for Rob Reiner to step into and say, let me define it for you. And if he gets to do that, and if Bill Maher gets to do that, or if James Carville gets to do that, my fear is it's a broad brush and we're all going to get labeled Christian nationalists if we are holding to just some historically orthodox Christian beliefs and ethics and values. So I think that in the church, we should be really careful to have nuanced conversations. We should be really careful to talk about these things in a way that is helpful. We don't just paint with a broad brush, but we allow the different theological strains uh, to be labeled as such and, and, and to differentiate between them. So I think I'm going to be more careful about this. Because I have probably called Jeff Durbin and James White from Apologia down in, in Arizona Christian nationalist before, maybe even on this podcast, but they're saying that's, that's not a, a title we're jealous for, while there are others like Doug Wilson who I think are actually Christian nationalists and who are saying, yes, I'm a Christian nationalist, and yet I don't even know if this documentary is going to touch Doug Wilson in Federal Vision. I don't even know if Rob Reiner knows Doug Wilson exists. Now, maybe it is going to touch it. Maybe there will be a whole part in this documentary on Moscow. We will wait and see. I don't even know if they know they exist. Toward the end of the trailer, you heard the guy talk about, you know, America needs to be uh, a place of, of, of truth and, and justice and love. Okay. So we're talking about justice, right? So again, if I say there needs to be justice for the unborn and that the people who are executing these abortions need to be held accountable for that because life is being taken. These are, these are image bearers that are being murdered and there needs to be accountability for that, right? I want justice for the unborn and I want to have a voice for the voiceless, okay? Am I a Christian nationalist, Rob Reiner? 
Probably. I'm probably Marjorie Green and Alex Jones and Franklin Graham to him. You know what I'm saying? So if I say that I believe it is wrong for us to teach children that it is okay for them to, first of all, see gender as a construct and not as something that is given to them by God. And I also say that I don't think it's okay for us to teach them that it would be right and safe and even virtuous for them in the name of being their true self to mutilate their bodies, to mutilate their bodies in order to be someone that God did not design them to be. If I say, I don't think that kids should be taught this in schools, am I a Christian nationalist? Are they going to say, you don't care about justice? You don't care about justice for trans kids? Is that what they're going to say? You don't care about justice for, for people uh, who, who hold to the principles of the pride movement? A am I a Christian nationalist? <laughs> the sense I get from the trailer is that a guy like me is just going to get tossed in with a guy like Doug Wilson. Certainly, I think a guy like um, Dusty Devers, who just got elected, a Christian man who just got elected to office, um, I think it's in Oklahoma, in southwest Oklahoma. Uh, Dusty Devers is, is, is I'm just going to get lumped in with him, and he's going to get lumped in with Doug Wilson, who will get lumped in with James White. Do you see what I'm saying? If you're not the sort of Christian that the world can swallow, then they're going to spit you out and say Christian nationalist. And if that's what they're going to do, then we better be vigilant in the church to teach rightly and to not slap that label on people without cause or to slap that label on people who maybe are not Christian nationalists. We understand the theology. We understand the differences in eschatology. We understand the differences in the way people believe God's law should be applied. If we don't understand these things, we should seek to understand these things, and then we should talk about it in a biblical way. And then we also have a responsibility to inform the world, you're not talking about this in a way that's helpful and it's confusing. And I think we need to be vocal about it because, again, there's a vacuum of knowledge about this. Rob Reiner, James Carville, Bill Maher, the world is stepping in to that vacuum and they are speaking on it. So that's my word on it. Merry Christian nationalism. Let's be careful about how we are talking about this because the world is starting to get really loud about this issue. And I think that we're going to have to have nuance because they're not going to. Christian, how are you doing? How is your soul? Really stop and think about it. Press pause on the podcast if you need to. Get your Bible out. We should be examining ourselves regularly. How is God's grace at work in your life today? What are the things you're really excited about in the ways that he is working in your own heart? What sin is being put to death? And you're rejoicing in that sin being put to death. How is God's grace? How would you like to see God's grace at work in your life? Where are areas where you're like, yeah, I've got to improve. I've got to get better here. Or man, I'm really asking God to bless me in this area. As you consider these questions, if, if you say, I need a pastor, I need to talk to a pastor, and you don't have a pastor, we would love to talk to you or connect you to a pastor in your area. Email us at connect at seafordbaptist.com. We believe every Christian should have pastoral care from a local church. 
Hope that you have a great rest of your week. We will be back next week with our final podcast before the end of 2023. And I look forward to doing it. Uh, that'll be next week. I am going to talk about a friend of mine that passed away It's about nine years ago. And uh, this time of year, I always think about him. And so uh, I'm going to talk about him next week. I'll save save any more details about it for next week. But it's a brother who used to attend Seaford Baptist Church. He's now with Jesus in heaven. And uh, those that, that have been around Seaford Baptist for a little while that listen to the podcast will certainly know who he is once I bring his name up. But uh, I'll talk about him next week. Looking forward to it. But uh, until next time, keep living that pilgrim life.